This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Australians are becoming increasingly reliant on telehealth during the coronavirus pandemic. Statistics from Services Australia show that the total number of telehealth consultations rose from 1.3 million in March to 5.8 million in April. You can make the most of your telehealth session with some simple preparation. Telehealth consultations are becoming the norm as patients opt to speak to their GPs online or over the phone where possible. Data from Services Australia shows the number of telehealth users jumped from 1.3 million in March to 5.8 million in April this year. General practitioner Dr Billy Stupas says telehealth minimises the patient and the medical team's risks of contracting coronavirus. But he believes that seniors from multicultural communities aren't necessarily accessing the free digital health service. It's more so the fact that they just didn't really know it existed. So a lot of the time we will do follow-up phone calls anyway with a lot of our patients and they really appreciate it. But now the fact is we can do it in a more structured way. We, they can make an appointment for the doctor to give them a call. Dr Gillian Singleton, a spokesperson for the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners, is the medical director of the Cabrini Asylum Seeker and Refugee Health Hub in Melbourne. She explains that bulk build or free telehealth consultations can be conducted over the telephone or via video chat on your device. If privacy is a concern, you can connect your device to headphones during an appointment. Here are a few simple steps to ensure that you make the most of your telehealth session. When you book an appointment now, the practice will ask you whether you need to have a face-to-face appointment or whether you prefer a telehealth or a video consult. Video consults. It's a little bit more tricky where your GP will send you a link and you just click on the link and then you can actually see your GP as you're talking to them. The trick really is making sure you're somewhere quiet, you've got good internet connection. If your vision's not great, I think using a larger device works a lot better. You've got a bigger screen so you can see what's going on. Dr Billy, on the other hand, suggests making sure that the GP is given the right phone number to reach you. You may also wish to prepare a list of questions to discuss with your doctor beforehand. Their probably biggest mistake is they call up and ask to speak to the doctor then and there, which unfortunately doesn't always happen. We don't always have that availability. With one in five Australians speaking a language other than English at home, Dr Billy says patients can seek out a GP who speaks your language via medical search sites like the Health Engine. Medical practices often engage the Translating and Interpreting Service, or TIS National, which is provided by the Department of Home Affairs with interpreters in over 160 languages throughout Australia. The majority of this service is free and available 24 hours a day. According to TIS, it currently only provides interpreting for telehealth audio calls. However, it's working on system enhancements to allow healthcare service providers to engage an interpreter for telehealth video appointments in August 2020. Dr Billy says it's common for patients to ask for an interpreter during medical consultations. If the patient is booked in for a telehealth, we would then get a, a phone interpreter on the phone and we would call the patient with a, a conference so that all three of us were on one phone line basically and then we could all talk together and translate or interpret as required. We would ask them to book a longer consult because we often check and make sure everything's understood correctly. As medical practices enhance their remote services to patients, Dr Singleton says patients no 
longer need to physically see their GP for referrals or scripts. So going for a blood test or an x-ray or an ultrasound, what we're doing now is sending the referral straight to the place that you're going so we can organise an appointment for you and then send the referral and all you need to do is turn up on the time. Getting your medication these days is also far more convenient than pre-COVID-19 times. A lot of us are now doing electronic prescribing so we can send scripts directly to pharmacies. Not a lot of pharmacies are actually delivering medications to people who may be at risk and not comfortable about going out at the moment or if people are comfortable going to their pharmacy they can pick up the medication direct from there. Dr Stupas recommends using your own monitoring device during a telehealth session to help your doctor understand your health status. If they have the machinery to do things like blood pressure that's fantastic because that's an extra level of information that we have. Telehealth has also become an important alternative for people facing mental health issues during coronavirus. Statistics from Beyond Blue show that before COVID-19, between 10 to 15% of older people experience depression, while 10% experience anxiety. The likelihood of depression increases to 35% for older people who live in residential aged care. Telehealth isn't new in the mental health space, yet the uptake had been slow until COVID-19. According to Medicare statistics by Services Australia, only 66,000 out of 2.4 million visits to psychiatrists in 2018-19 involved telehealth. However, this April alone, 52% of all mental health consultations took place via telehealth. These days, Perth-based psychiatrist Dr Sanjay Khanna is busy providing mental health support to older people during the coronavirus pandemic. If someone can understand their language, their emotions and their culture can better understand the depression especially during telehealth and during COVID, when there were a lot of stresses. I found a couple of elderly patients who came to Australia to see their kids, and they eventually got stuck here because of the COVID thing. Their visa expired, and they have to spend a lot of money to get back to their countries, and things got worse and worse. Despite Dr. Khanna's ability to converse in Urdu, Hindi, Punjabi and English, most of his clients aren't from multicultural backgrounds. Due to stigma and shame around mental health, people in the same community are often reluctant to engage a psychiatrist from their own culture. And even sometimes I suggest, even if you see me in public in the same community, if you don't want, don't recognize me as a doctor, because that's a total different role when we are sitting in this room. According to Dr. Kana, while patients would prefer to see GPs from the same cultural background as themselves, this isn't the case in mental health even though practitioners are bound by Australian law to maintain their clients' confidentiality. For example, I got a patient from very minor community, hardly few persons living in Western Australia from that particular country, and he was very concerned. So I have to really reassure them over the confidentiality issues and how we work in mental health and how I can make sure that no one comes to know. Many of Dr. Khanna's clients are from rural or remote communities in other states and territories who don't always have access to psychiatrists who speak their language. Dr. Kana suggests that users do a test run before their actual session to avoid technical issues. He recommends bringing in a support person such as a nurse, GP or a trusted family member if required. Because I've come across certain elderly persons who became very distressed during the interview. They don't know where to look into the camera and how they are looking and they either they started screaming or yelling or they don't talk at all. So sort of rehearsal is very important to make them less anxious. Of course, if they know they are talking to a person who can understand their language and culture, that becomes even more easy. Dr Singleton encourages people who are seeing a practitioner for the first time 
time to check if any costs are associated with the appointment. Their GP can help them draw up a mental health care plan which allows them to access up to 10 fully or partially paid therapy sessions subsidised by the government. People who have a mental health plan, it depends whether they're seeing a private psychologist who charges a gap or someone who just charges the, the bulk bill rate. So there's a bit of variability with psychologists actually. It depends on what type of service you're accessing. Dr Gillian says while telehealth isn't a complete substitute for physical consultations, it is amazing what you can achieve over the phone with some video elements from a distance. We're always taught at medical school that 90% of a consultation is actually taking a really good history and only 10% examination anyway. Nonetheless, Dr Stupas suggests seeing a general practitioner near you, even if you are only accessing their consultation via telehealth. So if you're calling a GP in Melbourne and you're in Queensland, it's unlikely you're going to be able to see that GP if you are unwell in the next couple of days. Medical clinics across Australia are following strict social distancing and hygiene guidelines to reduce the risks of infection from coronavirus. Dr Singleton urges patients not to neglect their medical needs due to fear of contracting SARS-CoV-2. Now with what's happening in Melbourne, it looks like a lot of us are going to be reverting back to primarily telehealth, but we're still very conscious of the fact that there's a lot of people who should be accessing care. There are things that you can put off for a little bit, but if you put them off for too long, it can be a major problem. To call your GP if you need a blood pressure check or need to get your cholesterol checked or to get your medication, make sure you're not missing out on the healthcare that you need. People in Australia must stay at least 1.5 metres away from others. Check your state's restrictions on gathering limits. If you believe you may have contracted the virus, call your doctor, don't visit or contact the National Coronavirus Health Information Hotline on 1800 020 080. For 24-7 free over-the-phone emotional support, call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 46 36. If you need interpretation, call the National Translating and Interpreting Service on 131 450 and ask to connect to your preferred service. If you are struggling to breathe or experiencing a medical emergency, call 000. The feature on how to use telehealth was prepared by Amy Chen Yu Wong and for SBS, I'm Margarita Vasileva. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more settlement guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio. Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.